Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 8. No bed of roses. It's no bed of roses. No. What it? What is it? No bed, red, bed of roses. Everything. Um, Billy starts off bombarding Allison in the morning as she's trying to get ready for D and D. He's like, I'm gonna go to the Channel Islands. Does he have a job anymore? <laughs> like. He just always wants to take off with her, and she's in the biggest campaign of her life. He's he's kind of a bitch in this episode. I'm irritated with him. I mean, not that I'm ever not irritated with him, but he's like, let's make love all night. I was like, that's not how you get someone to do something. <laughs> You're Billy. <laughs> like, they just did this. They just went to San Diego, right? Or Laguna Niguel. Yeah, it's crazy. So he's like, let's go to the Channel Islands. And Allison's like, Billy, I have to get ready for work. And he's like, well, stay at a and b Yeah, and now he's irritated with her because he's like, I work hard too. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, she Allison's more responsible, Billy. She, right, finally. Finally, Allison's being responsible and putting her job first. And you're telling her that she's too busy with the Steve McMillan account. He's even sick of hearing Steve McMillan's name. Which is outrageous to me because this steve mcmillan is a stand-in for steve jobs right yeah that's what he's supposed to be but this guy's handsome more handsome handsomer handsomer um and billy's very worried he's yeah (laughs) yeah and he's concerned on top of it and he's gonna guilt allison as if she's gonna cheat on him with steve right and he's also like Allison like leaves for work and we get like a close up of Billy's very worried expression. Right. And it's just like what why are you worried? It's like, her job. <laughs> it's her job. She has done nothing yet to make you worry. Yeah, uh, that's what's crazy about this is she hasn't given him any indication other than she's working really hard lately. The only thing that I think has raised his sort of suspicion is that she considered him a computer nerd. And then when he saw him, he oh. was like, Oh, computer nerd. I was like, well, I was like, Parker Stevenson is obviously a good looking guy, but he's in no way someone you would see and be like, that's not a computer nerd. He could very well be a computer nerd. Like, he, do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's not ugly, but he's not like Jake. No, he's not like some huge hunk where you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Computer nerd. <laughs> He like fits the bill, like yeah. He his look makes sense. His vibe makes sense. He's jealous over nothing. Meanwhile, Amanda's dad is showing off his new car outside of the Melrose Place complex, and Amanda's wearing workout gear, which is strange to see because mm. she's always in a power suit. Yes, and yeah, even when she's in a casual, it's weird. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. Um. I hate Amanda's dad. He's what's his name? Like Worthington Palmer. It's Palmer. Palmer. Palmer I was Woodward. like Logan Palmer. <laughs> He's like, oh, sweetie, don't you just love my new Porsche? I mean, the thing with Logan, I'm sorry, Palmer, is that <laughs> I get it. I know where she comes from. I get why she is why she is because of her dad. I don't ever need to see him again to have that sort of reinforced. 
Do you know what I mean? Unless it's going to be an interesting storyline. He always just pops up on this show. It's like she's dating someone new. We got to bring in Palmer to kind of ruffle their feathers a bit. Right? Like that seems to be his point. Yeah. And he doesn't even live in Los Angeles. He just drives down like frequently from Santa Barbara. Yeah. To to needle Amanda about whoever she's dating right now. Right. So he's showing off his car and Jake comes out and he's like, whoa, nice car. And he knows like all the, wow, that's a G2 carburetor. <laughs> he, he like knows all the parts. Yeah. And the dad's like, hmm, hmm. A man who knows machinery. Yeah. Uh, so he knows cars. So he gets Jake to go. He asks Jake to go to a job interview at his new shop. Is that what happens? No, that doesn't happen what ha- here. Jake well, is going to a job interview. Oh, Jake is shop. going to yeah. a job interview. That, he does ask him later. Okay, right. I apologize. That's okay. Palmer, Jake tells Palmer and Amanda, he's like, I'm on my way to a job interview. Right. Because Jake is out of work. His shop burned to the ground. And here's the inexplicable thing about this uh, thing. So this car is a, um, it's not an original it is a like rebuilt uh, new version of an old classic a car. A reproduction. A reproduction. And Jake asks him this question and, and Palmer is like, no, it's an original. And then when he Jake leaves to go to his interview, Palmer is like, I lied to him. It is an original. It's not an original. Oh, it's not it's an original. It's a reproduction. But why did he do that? I, this, <laughs> I don't. Nothing about that ever play comes into play again. And that didn't make any sense to me. And he he tell he like schools Amanda like it's some kind of business trick. He he's like, you see, you sweetie, you gotta you gotta keep them on their toes. Right. It's so weird. Uh, I, I don't like this guy. He's just irritating. At D&D, Amanda's wearing an ugly patterned skirt. It's like she borrowed it from Allison's closet. Yeah. But it's way too slutty for Allison. <laughs> Allison and Steve are talking about the ad campaign for this microchip. And Allison is telling Steve that she thinks he they should go for a different approach other than lionizing the chip and making it this like... Um, Amanda wants to do a sexy chip a sex, campaign. A sexy chip campaign. And Allison wants it to be more real and down to earth and accessible to people who aren't computer nerds. Now, I did a little bit of research about what was going on in computer advertisements in 1993. And I wonder if they were inspired by the 1992 Apple ad campaign where they featured real people. Granted, they were different, various different famous people, but they were from a variety of different industries talking about what's on their power books, which which was the Apple laptop. Right. Um, The ad campaign featured like Henry Rollins. They had power books back then? It wasn't a MacBook. It was a power book. So that was a laptop? Top? It was a real chonky boy laptop. Oh, damn. Uh, this is a 19, 1992 ad, so a year, bef- a year before this episode came out. Um, but they had like this whole campaign where it was like real people showing their power book and being like, this is what I do on my power book. I think that is seems very accurate because there was this period I think you had to show people like you also can benefit from having a home computer. Yes. Right? Uh, so yeah, it so, seems likely that they were influenced by that. Because Steve's whole thing is like Allison when she's like, I'm dumb. I don't know how to use a computer and that appealed to him kind of like yeah. that is the client we want to get to. Yeah, so Steve tells Amanda, he's like, I like Allison's idea better. And Amanda's she's she's a little miffed by this. But she's also a professional. She's, she doesn't care as long as the client is happy. She's supportive, but you could. She's she's maybe she's not miffed. She's, she's a little surprised though. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, okay, well, great. I mean, sometimes I do think she's a little passive aggressive, where she can be like, okay, great, go ahead, Allison. You just take them off <laughs> and do your thing. Maybe a little bit of her is like, and you'll fucking fail. Then you'll come back to me with right. my sexy chip. And if that and doesn't work out, <laughs> if that doesn't work out, the sexy chip ideas. Yeah. Always there. Yeah. Um, she 
she, um, yeah, well, Amanda does say, why don't we try some fresher thinking? And that's when Steve is like, no, I like Allison's down to earth. Yeah. Real people idea. So Amanda leaves, Steve and Allison are alone and they're talking and Steve is like, why don't you tell me about this over dinner sometimes? Mm. He basically asks Allison out on a date. And yeah. even though he has been kind of flirty with her, not that Billy would know, or he's been, maybe it's not flirty, but he has been a little personal. Personal and definitely interested. Interested in Allison. This is the first time where he's actually pushed it into, let's be together alone. At the hospital, Kimberly wants to go to dinner at the Italian place that her and Michael went to when they were having an affair. She's like, wouldn't that be hot? walk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time our relationship was truly hot, Michael? Yeah. When we were sneaking around. Because, Once again. Because in the past few episodes since the divorce. No, their, their relationship has fizzled. Yeah. I mean, in a big way. And they're fighting. They're not, they don't seem like they're fucking like they did. They got a rent to worry about. They live together. Right. They haven't had Italian food in a while. (laughs) And Kimberly knows that could possibly be the secret to getting Michael's boner back. Yeah. He's like, I can't, Kimberly, but I'll make it up to you tonight. And she's disappointed. He's got to go to Melrose. He he has has to go to Melrose. I got to go to Melrose place. (laughs) Imagine if they called it that. (laughs) At the complex, Michael arrives and he sneaks upstairs to Sydney's apartment. And he does a silent film performance sneaking uh, routine where he's like looking around, he's adjusting his tie. <laughs> he's like, it is comical. Yeah. He sneaks up and she is thrilled that he came over. He immediately, he does that thing where now this affair isn't even hot anymore, it's just business. Yeah, it's the, a fuck lunch. I got an hour. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to talk about our day. Yeah. Take your fucking clothes off. Put puddles the stuffed dog away. Like she, because she thinks this is high romance. Yeah. And he just walks in. He immediately takes his shirt off and he's like, come on, let's go. Yeah. And she's like, oh, puddles, my stuffed animal. I've had it Why? since I was a kid. Why is she bringing that fucking dog around? He strips off his clothes and he starts kissing her to shut her up because she's going on and on. She's yapping. Yeah. Michael knows how to shut women up. That's right. <laughs> but she, she's into it and they start going at it. Jane and Robert go out on a date and he's, they're at a dinner. They're at dinner somewhere. Montezino's. They always go to Montezino's. Hmm. I don't know if that's where they are at this scene, but they do go to Montezino's a lot. He wants to take Jane on a sailboat to meet his friends. I'd yeah. say no to this. I'm not going on a sailboat. Can we just go to lunch? Also, what, I'm going to be stuck on a boat with your friends. Who I just met? I don't think so. That's not a good date. This is getting serious, though. Right. It's getting very serious. And Jane's unsure. And he's like, I just think you should have some fun. And she's like, well, why are you taking me on a sailboat? (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all, Robert. Um, But she's she's unsure about this, but he's able to convince her and they kiss. Here's the thing about Robert. Robert is a good guy. He is, but he's boring for the show. He's boring for the show, but it is amusing watching him get his shit rocked when Michael (laughs) is just like still in his life. Yeah, and obviously Jane is going to be into a guy like this. It's, so it's accurate. It just gets a little boring. So we need Michael to spice things up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's amusing sure. to watch Michael come in like a hurricane into their relationship. <laughs> yes. That's very amusing to me because Robert is so bland. He's very bland. But yeah. he's very nice. Of course. He's a nice guy. He's and never- he's very considerate to Jane and lets it go at her pace. Uh, any of his um, making things go too fast is purely his enthusiasm for Jane. Like, And he never guilts her. No. When she's like, let's slow it down. He's never like... He's immediately, uh, con- you know, concedes to whatever she wants. Right. 
at Amanda's, Jake and Amanda are having wine and dinner, and he's bitching about his new job because he just took some dumb job. Right. And Amanda's like, Jake, you're better than that. And he's like, don't start with me with the modeling, Amanda. Because <laughs> yeah. he knows she's going to start going in on him for a quick $10,000 Yeah, if you just model, Jake. But she's got other plans, another way to pressure him. Exactly. <laughs> and she says, I have an idea, Jake. Why don't you work for my dad? And of course, to Jake, he's like, he knows this smells like a handout to Jake. The, the Immediately. About, the thing about Jake is he doesn't know the difference between a handout and an opportunity. Yes, because he, there's absolutely nothing wrong when someone happens to also be looking for a mechanic and you're a mechanic looking for a job who happens to know this car really well. That is an opportunity <laughs> where two things are coming together like, you know, miraculously. <laughs> and he, it's like, still, it's like, are you an idiot? What if, what if when you came to me six years ago and were like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast together? And I was like, I'm not looking for any handouts, Desi. It's such a weird, it's like, are we going to have this for the rest of the series where Jake can never accept a good thing happening for him? Like he, he can't do it. He thinks that every job that he gets has to be him, looking for it himself, seeking it out himself, and begging someone for it. Well, and it's like, you can have a complaint here. You can be like, I don't know, we're starting our relationship. Is it the best thing for me to be working for your dad? Right. Like, but that's, that's not, a le- Yeah. But that's not the problem. No, that's, that's a legitimate worry. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what he's thinking. No, to him, he has too much pride, and mm. he's very um, hesitant about this. He doesn't know, but they kiss, and... Um, they don't fuck because she wants to take it slow. Even though they have fucked, have they fucked yet? I don't. I think they fucked this episode. Did they fuck this episode? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. She still wants to take it slow, and when he leaves her apartment, she immediately picks up her phone and she calls her dad, and she's like, "Hello, daddy." <laughs> Daddy, I want a boyfriend who has a really good job. Like this is the best of both worlds for Amanda. Her boyfriend will have money and it will please her father. Yes. She says, I have a business proposition for you. Yeah. We know where this is going. The next day, Jane looks at a luggage tag that says Mancini on it and she gets sad. She's packing for her vacation. (laughs) She's packing for the sailboat trip. (laughs) <laughs> How long is this trip? Why is she bringing a suit? That's like an overnight bag. Yeah. Are you sleeping on the boat? I, I don't get it. Um, Robert arrives and she's suddenly not feeling it. That luggage tag that said Mancini on it sent her over the edge. She's spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm getting divorced. I can't do this right now. <laughs> I'm a divorcee. <laughs> I'm a divorcee. I can't go on the sailboat with you. And she tells him she's not feeling it. She bails on it. She bails on their trip. And he's like, I just wish you would have called or something. And that is fair <laughs> because he drove all the way there. He should. She should have just called. Right. Because it's like, this has been brewing. You didn't, like, maybe the luggage tag was your final straw. But you should have communicated to him in the past day that you were like having a hesitation about it. Right. Like, right. At least. And it's Robert, you know, he would have been fine with that. Totally. You know, he would have said, you'll meet my friends another time Mm. or we'll do something else. Yeah. Um, so he was, he had every right to be a little irritated by this. Jane's like, Robert, I just want to slow things down. I need a break. I mean, in Jane's defense, this is what happens when you date someone fresh out of a relationship. Yes. Like they're not ready. And it's her divorce attorney. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. That's it, like another it's, level. It's several things. It makes sense. It's totally valid that Jane would want to, or maybe should be single for a while. Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with that. No. Robert fortunately is very understanding He's sad about it, but he's like, that's okay. I get it. Yes. 
I mean, for Robert, he's not in that situation. So he's just meeting a girl he really likes. Right. So it's just definitely um, a wrong time. They met at the wrong time. So they're trying to make it work. They really did. Anyway, we'll take a quick break here and we'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Allison goes over to Jane's apartment and she looks pretty cute. She's wearing a pinstripe skirt suit. I like a pinstripe though. Me too. I think pinstripe had a big moment throughout the 90s at various points. Yeah. It's a look I like. It's a classic. It's a classic. Jane tells Allison that she's not going away with Robert, and Allison supports her. She's like, Jane, you're going through a huge trauma. Yeah. And Allison says, you should try going out with someone else. Allison's like... Allison, Allison almost got it. It wasn't like you should be single for a while. She's like, why don't you date someone else? Yeah. Which could work. Well, I mean, I get that after a period of being alone. Yeah. Date a few people. See what's out there. Right. Uh, and she's like, of course, she's like, oh, you know, I know a perfect person. Russell. Russell in accounting. It's like already bored. I'm already bored. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Allison... Is a terrible fucking matchmaker. It is unbelievable. We'll get to that. We will will get to that. My mouth was open. I was like, what? We're going to talk about Allison. But (laughs) this was (laughs) as if Jane hasn't been through enough. But Jane agrees and she's like, okay, set me up with Russell from accounting. Let's do it. Jake meets with Palmer at his new shop, which is under construction. And Palmer sits him down and is like, so you're dating my daughter. Yeah. Imagine that. And Jake's like, uh, yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I like Amanda. Yeah. She's got a nice ass. Um, Palmer tells him the deal. He wants to hire Jake. And he's like, if I hire you, these, these, this is your pay, blah, da, da, da. And I'm going to give you a $15,000 upfront check. Just for being hired. Yeah. Which I've never heard of before. No, this deal is insane. He's like, I'm going to give you $15,000. I'm going to pay you 4000 per week or whatever it was. It was, it was a lot of it money. It was a lot of money. Which you know Jake doesn't make in a month. Like, right. it's ton, a ton of money. Jake, so I, now do you think Amanda was like, Give him a really give him a lot of money. Of course. Yeah. And I think Amanda specified, I mean, that fifteen thousand dollars was so specific to what Jake still owed Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little on the nose, Amanda. Amanda, <laughs> this wasn't slick. It's you should have said, I'll pay you um it should have been this amount of money and he would have made the fifteen grand back in a month. Well, then again, that sort of level of finance type person in that world, they do pay a lot of money and they have things like signing bonuses and whatever. Like, so he could have sold it as if here's, here's what I'm offering. He should have said $14,000 or $16,000. Yeah. Yeah, Not the exact amount. Yeah. But Jake sniffs this out immediately and he's like, I'm not looking for charity, pal. We should, it's like do a shot every time Jake. (laughs) 
sense that he's not looking for charity. <laughs> they, there needs to be a super cut of all the times he says charity or handout. Some kind of, so yeah, whatever version of that, because he, he does a lot. Um, uh, he's furious and he storms out of there. At D&D, now Steve is unsure of the ad. But he's looking at some pictures and he sees Joe's work and he's like, wow, who shot this? She's great. And yeah. Allison's like, well, that's the only photographer we work with at d d It's my friend Joe. My friend Joe. She's so great. No one else hires her except for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Steve immediately looks at Allison and says, you have a wonderful smile. Ugh. He's pushing it. Yeah. That Steve, was definitely crossing a line. He's totally crossing a line. And then he says to Allison, I'm wondering if we could ever hang out like outside of work. Yeah. So this is definitely asking her out. Yeah. yeah. And Allison's like, Steve, I'm involved. Involved. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> I don't want to commit adultery. I'm involved. And she's like, but you're a terrific guy. Yeah, what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, he's a little disappointed, but he knows he can work her. He can work her. He's not done. He's not done with Allison yet. And he says, okay, let's call this Joe lady and do a test shoot. Yeah. At Melrose Place, Jane is looking at some design sketches when Sydney barges in and she immediately picks up Jane's papers and she's like wow jane these are actually pretty good yeah your work's really improved (laughs) (laughs) imagine that's what she says (laughs) and um jane is like sydney i can't entertain you tonight i can't be your babysitter and sydney hits the ceiling oh she's like i'm no kid yeah (laughs) i'm all grown up now i'm even (laughs) stooping your ex-husband i like She's like, I'm seeing someone and he's hot. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. Right. That's her comeback to her older sister saying that she needs a babysitter. She's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. The guy I'm fucking is really hot. And he's not. Uh, she probably fucked her babysitter. Oh. She's, she's like. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Sydney probably fucked her babysitter and she probably fucked the kids she nannied for his dad. And I betcha that's where she started wanting to fuck Michael. He babysat her one day. That's who I think the babysitter was. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he got stuck with her one day. Right. And she was gaga. And he was probably being so gross and vulgar, like just not to her, but just picking In front his of butt. Her. Yeah. Like he's probably just being a gross guy. And she's like, ooh, he's yeah. so hot. Hey, kid. Hey, why don't you go to the fridge and get me a beer? Right. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> Good girl. And she's like, oh, he said I was good. <laughs> um, she storms out of Jane's apartment. She's mm. going to, I'll show you, Jane, yeah, that I'm not a. Fu- <laughs> go fuck your ex right now. Allison comes home from work exhausted. She takes off her pumps. Yeah. I thought about that uh, commercial. <laughs> Looks like a pump, feels like a sneaker. She should have been wearing those. No, she took off her pumps and put on some some cozy shoes. Yeah. And Billy is at it. He. This is what I mean. Was he not at work all day? Is he just sitting there waiting for her to come home to be jealous about things? Like He's like, Allison, I was going to take you to the new Chinese French place. Which of, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And Allison's like, oh, Billy, I forgot. I'm so tired. I worked so hard today. And he's furious. Right. And he's like, (laughs) and Allison's like, Billy, why are you so mad? And then he accuses Allison of liking Steve. He says, he's like, I'm worried about your libido. Who talks this way? (laughs) Why would you ever worry about Allison's libido? <laughs> That's the one thing. She's never You don't been have horny. to worry about it. I've never seen her horny, really, like in that way, where she's like, ooh, yeah, oh, I'm so wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen. Um, she tells Billy, she's like, I am too tired, and this is too ridiculous. Mm. And then Billy leaves. He's big mad. Yeah. 
They going to shooters. He's going to shooters. They can't go to the Chinese French place. He's just ridiculous in this situation. Go get a job, Billy. Why is he there all the time? Like, of course he (laughs) seems lonely. It's not like he's unemployed or something. I thought he was a writer. Amanda goes over to Jake's and Jake is sprawled out on his saggy ochre velvet velveteen Mm. couch from the 70s. His couch has been in the Hanson family for generations. Yeah, for sure. Um, It probably smells really bad. It's covered in Coors Light and semen. (laughs) And corn chips. There's a, I bet if you took one of the cushions off that couch, there would be like a thick layer of Fritos. Like Absolutely. crumbs. Like if you took a, um, one of those luminol, sprayed it with luminol. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a disaster. Um, he's sprawled out and Amanda's right. She's like, you just can't let go of your pride, Jake. You're just so consumed by it. Yeah. She calls him out on it and he says, I know a handout when I see it. Mm. And she reads him for filth and they start yelling at each other. But this yelling becomes really hot Mm. because he's like, oh yeah. And they're like up in each other's faces. And then Jake rips her blouse open. And she feigns uh, like that she is offended. But she's She's like, oh, 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 and, and buttons go flying. Yeah. Her like little, her little like, Oh, quickly turns into, I don't like bruises. <laughs> She's like, don't leave a mark. You and then do she, it. And she rips his shirt off. Oh, and yeah. It, and it gets real hot. So and this is where they first fuck. This is where they first yeah. fuck. The next day, they wake up in Jake's bed. I was shocked to see that he has lavender sheets. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the set decorators are like, just throw these on. This was, Jake should have those like um, flannel, plaid plaid flannel flannel sheets that are really worn and old. And too warm in the summer. Way too warm. But that's his only pair of sheets. Yeah. Why does he have bright lavender sheets? Joe must have bought them for him. It looks like a Joe sheet. Yeah. I bet Joe left them and she's like, just keep them. I don't want those sheets. I'm not going to use them. Covered in your cum. <laughs> I need that memory. Uh, they wake up in Jake's bed, and Jake's like, what do you think this means? What a weirdo. <laughs> like, that's like, this whole conversation it should be the opposite, right? Because she's like, last night was great, which is like such a mom thing to say or something in that moment. Yeah. And he's immediately like, what does it mean? It was just very funny. Um, they're... She brings up the fight they had last night, and she's like, "Look, Jake, I want you to take this job." And they're and they're kissing. So Jake's softening, right? I also love where she's like, "Billy was so unsure of himself." Like she threw Billy under the bus she, during the scene too, because she was so impressed with his lovemaking for no reason. Yeah, Billy was so Jake. Jake is you're so great in bed. Yeah, Billy was so unsure of himself. Billy's dick game was so mediocre, yeah. Jake. He always was like, did you come? <laughs> you know, you know, Billy asked a bunch and you're just like, yes, just leave me alone. Yeah, even if you didn't, mm. you just want him to get off of you. At the hospital, Michael's praising Kimberly for her skills with a patient. He's all happy-go-lucky in a good yeah. mood because he just got fucked. Yeah. And he gets a page and she's like, she wants to get a cup of coffee with Michael before rounds, but he's like, sorry, babe, I got a page. Yeah. So he goes to the payphone and calls the number, and surprise, surprise, it's Sydney. And she's like, hi, Michael. And we see her. She's in little jean shorts and a halter top. <laughs> On the bed. <laughs> she's like, hey. She's just like as horny as can be. <laughs> just like she exudes horniness, she's right? She's just waiting around for him all day. This is very like, I don't know how old Sydney's supposed to be. Is she supposed to be like 19? Or 20. Maybe 20. 
but she seems almost like 15 horny. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. when you first have had sex and you're just like, I want to do it all the time now. She comes off like a high schooler. Yeah. So much. And she's like, hey, Michael, are you coming over for lunch today? I've been lying on the bed thinking about you. And Michael is <laughs> Michael's so bad at this because Kimberly is within earshot of this phone call that yeah. he's having at the hospital. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, I guess so. All right. Like, he's, he's trying to pretend he's talking to someone else, but it's just so right. obvious. Yeah. Or, like, every once in a while, too, like, in other phone calls, he's doing that, and then he'll throw in a, like, okay, well, what exactly are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, he can't resist. No. And so he hangs up the phone, and he's like, oh, babe, I can't go to coffee. It's the lawyers. What can I do? And he says, he does an imitation from Godfather 3. He's like, just when you think you're free, they, they, they pull you back in, which is a famous Al Pacino line from Godfather 3. Yeah. I would love to know if it was his suggestion. I bet it was. Because it seems like it, right? Yeah. At the photo shoot, Joe asks Allison what Steve is like, because she's trying to get a handle on Steve's personality before she photographs him and Allison starts kind of telling Joe about like things to, that that she could feature she's like well he has these great cheekbones you could play that up I don't think he has that I don't, I don't know what the hell she's talking about <laughs> but this is our little insight into how attractive Allison thinks he is right yeah because uh he does not have particularly like great cheekbones uh I'm not saying that's a negative thing. It's just not something you would notice. Like he has blue eyes might have been more obvious. I would be like focus on his eyes. He kind of looks like a bird to me. He's like a cute guy. He's fine. But he's just like not like the stud, right? Like No, but she's acting like he has serious cheekbones. And Joe's like, oh. I'm going to do an Avedon thing. I was like, are you Joe? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> who said Who said you're going to do it? Like, isn't that our decision? I like that Allison was like, mm, that's a little formal. <laughs> Let's just stick to what we were going to do. They start the shoot and Steve is very stiff. And so Joe is like, I need privacy with this guy because there's too many people around. So Allison takes off and before she leaves, she tells Joe, Joe she's like, just don't shoot him naked. Yeah, and she also... Joe notices her little like aw shucksness around Steve because she Allison actually says to her, Thank God I have Billy, or I'd be making a complete fool of myself. I was like, You are Allison. You are making a fool of yourself. <laughs> I guess not a complete fool. Cause she's so she is so kind of like little stuttery around him. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where it's not nerves because it's a big client. Like you've already got the client. Now it's like, what is going on here? She's smitten with him a little bit. Yeah. She's definitely intrigued by him. Yes. So everyone leaves and it's just Joe and Steve. And Joe says to Steve, Steve Arino, why don't we take this dick out of your butt? <laughs> yeah, that's she, my memory. She, <laughs> now, she, the subtitles, the subtitles said, Steve Arino, why don't we take this stick out of your butt? But it sounds like dick. Yeah. I don't know. Melon. Oh, my God. What a oh my maniac. God. Melon, you're such a bad cat. Get off the table. Um, yeah. And we, all, we just kind of leave that scene with Joe's little funny line. I guess. Right. Back at Sydney's, her and Michael just fucked, and he's like trying to hurry himself out of there. This is a classic situation we've seen before. They're, he considers her a fuck bud, basically, but she wants to do relationshipy things. Like she wants to go out and do. It's like, first of all, Sydney, you are having an affair, and, and this is also your sister's ex. So there's two things going on here where you can't be discovered <laughs> and you yeah. want to go to public places. Like it's lunacy on her part to think that that would even be like, it's one thing to be like, I wish we could go out together. Yeah. There, there's a fun club. There's a fun band playing at the metal club. 
Because no. she suggests they go to a metal club or but, like whatever. But, but she wants. But she thinks it's uh, that she is owed that. Yeah, she thinks she's owed that, and that they should be going out because to Sydney, she's been crushing on Michael since she was a kid. And and she, this is the conclusion of her life. Like this is the point she wanted to get to. Yes. And now she thinks it's all it's all like it's all out there. Right. We're in a relationship now. We're in a relationship. She was meant to marry Michael, not Jane. Yeah, and Michael has never thought about her before she took her dress off in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at all. Um Michael peers out the window of Sydney's apartment and he sees Jane going for a dip in the pool. And he's like, oh, Jane, shit. Because <laughs> he can't leave. Because he can't leave because she's swimming in the pool outside. Once so, again, Jane is ruining his life. <laughs> and, and he's like, hey, Sid, since when does Jane like to go swimming? And Sydney's like, oh, Jane's been working out a lot lately. She's on a real fitness kick. He's like, uh. <laughs> and then Michael says, she's st- still seeing that lawyer? And Sydney's like, yeah. And he goes, I just hate to see her happy. Because she, she says something to him like, "Are you? Do you feel guilty about this?" And he's like, "Guilt has nothing to do with it. I just hate to see her happy." <laughs> I was like, "This is one of the meanest things I've ever." Because what has Jane done to him? Nothing. She has done nothing to him, but he acts like the victim here. I just hate to see her happy. I was like, "This is where we're really seeing our future Michael Mancini." Yeah, because that is pure evil to say about someone you once loved who has done nothing wrong. No, not at all. And it's crazy. And he basically has the attitude with Jane, like, "Oh, Jane, grow up, move on." Like he, <laughs> you know, you're a bad person if you hurt people and you say we need to move on. Yeah. It's like, no, (laughs) let's move on from this. Let's move on from this. Get over it. So Jake took the job at Amanda's daddy's auto shop, car shop, whatever. And he's become the manager and he's, he's learning. This isn't the job he thought he was going to be doing because he, Jake likes to work with his hands. He likes to get like dirty. Right. This is like, he's overseeing. He's being an office worker. Well, he's in charge of hiring. He's like, you hire who you want. And Jake's like, I want to do it all. I want to build the cars. Right. <laughs> like, but at, but at the same time, Jake, shut up. This is probably a job that's going to last six months. <laughs> get as much money as you can out of it and then go back to fixing cars. That'll always be there he's for you. He's so short sighted. No, he's a lunatic. Um, Palmer then gives him a check for $15,000. For $15,000. On Jane's date, Allison picked a real loser. I don't, if someone did this to me, I would not be friends with them anymore. I'm not kidding. I'd be like, this is what you think of me? This is who you think (laughs) is in my league? Look at Robert, who I'm dating. He's like a thousand times hotter. But beyond looks, this guy's an absolute moron, boring lunatic. Like, he's not boring because he's psychotic. Well, I mean, he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He reminds me of Ziggy from The Wire. He doesn't start off psychotic, though. He just seems like a total like snooze. Snooze. Yeah. But he's just kind of ranting and raving at the table, like about Allison eventually, right? He yeah. He even his drink is obnoxious. Did you see what he was drinking? No. He has like a huge goblet with like a pineapple and an umbrella in it. Oh. It just well, didn't look like that kind of bar. Yeah, I don't wasn't quite sure where they were, but it looked like a dive bar almost. Yeah. Uh um Anyway, he starts dunking on Allison. He starts talking shit about Allison to Jane. <laughs> Which is very funny. It was very funny. Because <laughs> I love getting insight to what people at D&D think about Allison. Right, who aren't like main characters. Yeah, because it's like they all hate her, clearly. Right. Because right. he felt comfortable saying this. He's like, that old white bread farm girl thing, that's not really her, is it? Well, what was he thinking? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if, even if you feel that way, you know this is Allison's friend. Why would you go down this road? Yeah. And Jane is really offended by this. She's like, actually, Allison is a very nice person. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is how you know Jane is boring because I'd be like, what else? <laughs> what else she got? I'm all ears. <laughs> I want to hear. She hates this guy. He sucks. And then she spies Robert at the bar. How? Did, how? How? Why was Robert like? I was like, <laughs> like is this coincidence? Like, I don't. How, why was he here? Did she? call because you know how sometimes people go on a blind date they have a backup but it's usually not the other guy you're dating <laughs> like it's crazy that he just happened to end up at this bar i have no idea because they never explain it it's not like it was shooters where he might no. go no they she, never explain it because he knows that she goes to shooters um no this is a random bar that they're at she gives robert a look and robert knows that jane needs saving yeah so he comes over to play Captain Save a Ho, and he pretends to be Jane's angry brother. And he's like, <laughs> "What a choice!" This was a very interesting choice on Robert's part. So he does that thing where he storms over to the table and he makes a big scene so that Jane's date gets freaked out and leaves, and right. Jane doesn't have to tell him to fuck off herself. Yeah, basically, he's like, "Mom can't raise your kids for you." Right, like you're a single mom. So the guy's like, whoa. Anyways, nice meeting you. (laughs) Yeah, he freaks out and he leaves. As he turns to leave the restaurant, he crashes into an extra on the way out. (laughs) You see that? They're just like, let's leave that. I think they really did. They're like, that adds a lot to the scene because he kind of just like runs out. Jane and Robert have a laugh about this and she's like, will you take me home? Yeah, and he's like, of course. Thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Jake goes over to Joe's, and he hands her the check for $15,000. And he's he's pissed about it. He's angry. <laughs> he's angry. When he's handing that check, he's ready for a fight. <laughs> and he's he's right, because Joe's not going to accept it. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. It's like... Just as irritating as Jake is Joe not accepting the check. It's, it's just just take the fucking check. Both of them in their fucking pride. I is, can't. I've had it with them. I've had it. Well, she's like, I wouldn't have even taken the money from her husband because that was the husband's money. Well, that would like, have been well, stupid too. too. Just fucking take the money, Joe. Please, let's end this. Right. <laughs> as a viewer, we want the storyline over with. She, can't fucking hear about it anymore. Yeah, she's like, I don't want your money, yeah. Jake. And he's like, she's like, what about your your shop? What about your bike shop? And yeah. he's like, well, that dream's dead, Joe. I burnt it down. <laughs> burned to the ground. And and then she's like, this, this isn't even about debt. It's about getting even. And he's pissed at this suggestion. No one knows what they're talking about. And he's like, I don't want your money. And he slams the check into her chest and leaves. Yeah. Like he shoves it at her. He always takes things a little too far in his little hissy fit. He, her, him and Joe both need substantial amounts of therapy. Yeah. Jane and Robert arrive home. He tells her that he didn't end up going to Catalina because it seemed pointless to go without her. And he's like, look, if you need some time apart, it's okay. And she's like, I really appreciate you, Robert. Yeah. And she asks him on a date if he wants to go to dinner and a movie tomorrow night and he's like oh i'd love to jane yeah and they kiss good night at the hospital michael sees kimberly asleep in one of those cots and he's staring at her like she looks like a perfect beautiful angel yeah he he's having a little bit of shame in this moment because he he mouths sorry to her (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) as she's sleeping Okay, because Kimberly is a perfect match for him in many ways. Yes. Like, so he has ruined what might have been a good relationship, even though it started off in a way that's not great, obviously. Uh, This is a match for him. As a couple, they make sense together. If he wasn't such an adulterous shithead. Right. We don't want Kimberly to be stuck with this piece of shit. Like, I mean, she does turn evil, but at this point, she's just someone who had an affair and made a mistake or whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah, he knows this is his mat. <laughs> this is his perfect match. And she challenges him. She challenges him and she's, she's just stimulating in a 
way to him that Jane wasn't. Yeah, because he 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 can talk doctor stuff to Kimberly. I don't know. Not that Jane. That doesn't. I, I mean, it's not an indictment of Jane. They it, just weren't a good match. They weren't a good match. They got married super young. Um, he doesn't want to hear about fashion design. He doesn't respect Jane. No, he doesn't respect her. Um, but he does respect Kimberly more than he respected Jane. So, oh, totally. So you know, so he does feel shame about this. Yeah. She wakes up and she's like, "Oh, it's after midnight," and he's looking at her all sweetly, and he's like, "Babe, I know I've been a little crazy lately, but I love you." Mm. And they hug. The next day, Amanda and Jake return from breakfast, and she's dunking on Jake about what he ordered at breakfast. It sounded good. Right, because Amanda's like, I'll have a half grapefruit. <laughs> like, she gets a healthy and a fat 90s. Free, yeah. A fat-free cottage cheese. No, she got the most 90s diet breakfast ever. She had a fat-free muffin. Oh, totally. That No, that's what yeah. she had. Because um, Jake makes fun of her fat-free muffin. That's hot. I... That is a good quality about Jake. I want a guy to make fun of my fat-free muffin. (laughs) (laughs) I want someone to point out to me that I was mistaken for not getting the He-Man breakfast. I know, Jake. You know he got the hash browns. He got it all. She was listing everything he got. He got the eggs. He got the bacon. He got the short stack. And he got the crispy potatoes. Right. I love that he got the pancakes. I like that he got, yeah, the two starches, because that's always my beef with breakfast restaurants. It's like, well, I want the potatoes and the pancakes. That's literally my whole childhood, but I wanted potatoes with my pancakes. I was like, why is that only a side for eggs? <laughs> yeah. that, I couldn't wrap my child brain I around why I couldn't get potato side with my pancakes. I wanted double starch. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> double starch. Yeah, ridiculous. Um. They're they're having a good time. And then Joe comes out. Mm. She enters the courtyard and she's pissed. Because they're having a great old laugh about breakfast. Meanwhile, Joe is woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Wait, with her crunched up fifteen thousand dollar cashier's check. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at Jake and Amanda and she goes, Now I get it. Oh, <laughs> You want to cut ties with me, don't you? That's what the check was about. Well, he wanted to give that money back uh, to her for a while. Regardless. Yeah, so. She's pissed. And Amanda's like butting in. She's like, Joe, no one wants to hurt you here. Yeah, just take the money, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Joe is like, Joe says to Amanda... You know, he's wonderful in bed, but he's very limited in conversational skills. That was pretty mean of her. Yeah. I think. It was very mean and over the line. So she goes back to her apartment and she starts stewing. She's like pacing. She punches a pillow. She punches a pillow. At least it wasn't a wall. But she's got some anger. She does have some anger about this. As she's having a little mini meltdown, the phone rings the voicemail picks it up and it's Steve. Mm. So she runs over to the phone and she's like, uh, hi, Steve. And he's like, hello. I was wondering if I could take you out for lunch on a date. Yeah. And she starts laughing and he's like, is something funny? And she's like, no, it's just my life. Here's the thing about Steve. He's the type of person who comes in contact with any woman and he's like, I should date her. (laughs) There's like, (laughs) connection happening necessarily he's like i need a woman to pollinate this isn't a uh, this is an available single woman who is in childbearing age that's that's (laughs) yeah that's him like there's no connections ever he's like oh she's an available woman she's attractive let me try her yeah it was bizarre that he asks joe out but she says yes at billy and allison's allison's like billy I need a favor. And he's like, what? And she's like, I want you to take me to the beach. She feels very bad that she's been so busy. Yeah. And Billy's thrilled. He's like a, a freaking golden retriever. Yeah, he's like, a beach day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get the ball. 
Thanks, Allison. It's like, hop, it's like when a dog sees you pick up the leash yeah. and they start fucking freaking out. Yeah. That's Billy. That is Billy. Um, the phone rings. It's Joe. And Joe's like, Allison, Steve asked me out on a date. And Allison's like, oh, well, that's great. And I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> and um, Allison tells Billy that Joe has a date with Steve. And Billy, who still hates Joe for whatever reason, even though we thought they made up oh, when his right. dad died. <laughs> that's right, because she comforted him. <laughs> Billy says, well, that's great. She likes money and he's got money. Yeah. That was so shady. That's really shady. Because there's no indication that Joe likes money. <laughs> like, she's literally not taking it. Yeah. And so Allison says he's mature. And Billy goes, what? And she says, nothing. Right. Because Billy can't believe that's a positive thing Like yeah. when, while dating. <laughs> like, a girl would like a mature guy. Yeah. He's like, why, why would you even think of that? <laughs> <laughs> he's baffled. At Shooters, Michael and Sydney are sitting down at a table. So and she's excited. Because she's like, wow, he's taking me on a date. Yeah. <laughs> it's our first public appearance as a couple. And it's at Shooters. Yeah. She's, Which is wild. It is a bold move yeah. to go to Shooters. She's like, it's so cool to be meeting out in the open. And Michael's like, Sid, this isn't a social visit. Yeah. And he's breaking it off with her. He's like, we can't see each other anymore. And Sydney's like, is this because of Jane? And then she does like, <laughs> this line has killed me because I was like, this is very like what a teenager once again would say. It, it's a free country. <laughs> it's a free country. <laughs> What's this about Jane? We're, we can see each other. It's a free country. It's like, yeah, of course you can do it. Is it morally like correct? Like, of course it's a free country, uh, Sydney. It, what an incredible line. Um, no, nobody older than high school age says it's a free country. Yeah. Or and, should. Or should. <laughs> and so... He's like, it's over, Sid. And she goes, no way, Michael. Yeah, she's she like, turns on a dime. She's like, it's not over till I say it's over. And she's like, and if you try to leave me, I'm one little girl who can make your life very uncomfortable. Yeah. Michael's, and he's like, whoa. He like pulls his collar out. <laughs> it, like, I, I bet he got a little horny, but he's also scared. Right, because she's very threatening. Because it's it's also like when it's also this realization how deep she's in. Because she's like, we belong together. Yeah. So you're hearing this like completely different version of the relationship you think that you guys were having. And he's like, she's like, you're not leaving me. That's like we're not in that thing. Like that's not what we are. Yeah. And then she threatens him, uh, and he knows she'll follow through because Sydney has no shame. No, and Michael has no shame. So he knows the the pettiness that he feels for Jane is like that's Sydney. She has that as well and she'll go there even even at her own expense. Because Michael is more Michael like knows to rein it in a little more because he's older than her. He also wants to appear to be a good person still. Yeah. He hasn't fully gone like full Mancini yet. He also has a lot to lose because he has this job. Oh, totally. Because he's a doctor and Sydney has nothing to lose and that's terrifying. Yeah, because she'll blow everything up. She does not care. (laughs) She doesn't care. Michael definitely gets there. Yeah. (laughs) But at this point, he's like, it's like he, but he gets her mentality, I think. Yes. Uh, Even though he's not there 100%, that's who he is also. Yeah. He's just a little more subtle. Anyway... We'll talk about episode nine shortly. Yeah. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.